I was muted. All right. Well, anyways, welcome to the Idol Class, a podcast where we talk about K-pop and the intersection with K-pop and black culture. Uh, We as black people like to think about that. And also we just, honestly, this is a like shit talking episode. (laughs) We're not talking (laughs) shit about anyone, but it's like more so like this is just a chill episode. It's really cozy. It's raining today. You know, we're just chilling. We're just talking about stuff that's going on. I'll be bringing up some stuff I saw on Stan Twitter. Um, And you know, we go off on a tangent anyway with regular episodes. So this is that, but times 12. Uh, I am Mila. It's your girl, Gray. Um, so first thing I wanted to talk about is something that obviously, like, it's not new. I've mentioned it a ton of times before, but new jeans and not new jeans in particular, like not the girls, not the girls, they're fans, they're fans. Obviously, new jeans has had some inappropriate concepts, but this latest concept is somehow even worse. They How is they worse? You know I don't follow them, so I have no idea. So they released a music video, and I watched it, and I watched it uh, incognito browser, and I also watched it with the sound off because I didn't want to be... I didn't want to be Stockholm syndromed by the music because some of their songs are good. The ones that don't have supremely inappropriate lyrics. Um, And so I was like, let me watch and see what's going on. Um, They're, uh, they're, today is actually their anniversary. The day that we're recording this is their debut anniversary. There was a lot of scandal with the title of their song because um because their song is it's called eta and the company said it means estimated time of arrival but on the teaser it was featuring uh these three names which are not korean names and the names were names of leaders and people associated with a terrorist group in spain that was also called eta so they can say it means estimated time of arrival but that's very sus and there was never a explanation for that um But more importantly, they released a music video two days ago for uh, Cool With You and Get Up. And I guess those are songs that are on their EP. And in the music video, Jung Kyo Yun is in there and she's, there's, she's naked. What? Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hold on. So she, she, hold on. takes her clothes off but prior to the one she takes her clothes off um she's like touching men who are unclothed and there's Uh it's not inherently sexual but like it's very much implied and again they don't have clothes on and she's very scantily clad and she's touching them and um According to New Jeans fans, the her touching the men has nothing to do with New Jeans because New Jeans can't actually see her. It's just a part of the storyline of the music video and New Jeans is there because 
because they're singing the song. They can't actually see her. Um, I but mean, the way that what the does music that have to do with edited, their... I'm sorry. Well, 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 the way that the music video is edited, there's shots of new jeans cut in between the scenes of Jung Hyo Yun with these undressed men and then her walking onto the beach and undressing herself so it's just it's very weird because it's like hey uh you can say that but then the way that this is edited is very clearly like they can see her as if they can see her um and it's also very clearly like implying some sort of uh nudity and some sort of uh not inherently sexual act but some sort of act between two adults that I mean if you put two adults with less than all of their clothes on and then you cut in shots of a group that is mostly underaged or have just come of age um young people then I'm sorry but it's inappropriate you can't make an excuse for that um but New Jeans fans are really trying to defend them on Twitter and it's 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 oh. very strange and I I'm not sure I'm not sure what to say here friend what what are you thinking what are your thoughts so my first thought is like if this is your group it's fine to like want to ride for them but saying that it has nothing to do with them when it's the music video for their song makes negative sense like how how is that an explanation as to why there's some seemingly kind of graphic things going on in their music video. I mean, they're children. <laughs> like, what if this was like literally a kid's bop song cutting into these visuals? Would you say the same thing? See, and my thing is you just said something really important, which is if it's your group, I understand wanting to ride for them. I get that too, I do. But here's the thing, right? If this is your group and you care about them so much, why do you care so little about their safety? Hello! Hello! Like, you supposedly care about these girls. Wouldn't you actually want to put them in a better situation than supporting the nonsense that they keep putting them through? Because, like, regardless of whether or not the girls were actually there for the filming of that scene or if they even knew the scene was going to be in the music video prior to the music video coming out, um, ooh, all right. Damn, that was a large roll of thunder. Um, regardless of that, it's still inappropriate because it's their image next to that thing. And again, they right. are children. Um, and it is very, very, very close to like putting children next to images that are inherently uh, rated R is very much pandering to... I don't know if podcasts get uh, flagged for saying words like that, so I'm not going to say the word, but pandering to a certain demographic of sick people who mm -hmm. all deserve to be in prison. Um, mm -hmm. And you can't really make an excuse that like, oh, because someone said, oh, they've said, they've said already that they're just the face of the concept and they're not actually like they don't write the songs. The songs don't have anything to do with them. But OK. Here's the thing about that. Your voice doesn't finish maturing until you're 26 years old as a woman. So um, if they're just the face of the music, if they're just like the face of the song or the voice of the song or whatever, why can't older people voice the song? Because their voices aren't even grown up yet. So I don't uh -huh. understand why you would want a child's voice singing those songs and being the face of those concepts. Make that make sense to me. 
Also, it's not like there's not groups with grown-ass adults that could be singing these songs. It's not like they don't exist. Like, they're there in your own company. Like, why... Why are you choosing this group specifically? Riddle yeah, because one thing that Hybe has gotten called out for before is the fact that some of their groups... I won't say which groups and I won't say which songs... Um, some of their group songs sound like recycled songs of other groups and they have the same set of producers so it makes sense that this could have been a song for this other group but it no longer fit their concept so you passed it to the group mm-hmm. after them when, which makes a lot of sense especially if you do have a case where a certain it boy member of a certain boy group that everyone falls in love with upon seeing them has a very similar voice to another certain it boy member of a certain boy group who is an amazing dancer and can also dance the center part just like the first aforementioned member it would make sense that you would reuse the song because why throw away a song that a lot of people put work into if it fits a concept for another group that has a member that can carry the the most difficult part of the song it doesn't make sense also this isn't just this isn't just a uh, k-pop thing this is a music industry thing this happens all the time right before. like I even remember... in like the western industry yes like i remember when secret story of the swan came out a lot of people were like oh this sounds like a clc song and sorn literally said clc recorded Se- was it secret story of the swan or was it love young rose i don't remember but sorn literally said that they had recorded that song and the song was ready to be put out but cube was like clc is not having another comeback so they didn't put it out and the song got used for is one so i it's it's not like it's not like it's never happened before but this i i feel like hybe has at this point given up on protecting their underage idols because i remember you know why i don't stand and hypen and why i can't stand and hypen mm-hmm. regardless of like whether or not like i next year nikki is going to be a legal adult and i still will not be able to stand and hypen because something is just so gross to me about hearing a 15 year old boy sing about you give me fever and their latest comeback yeah. bite me i'm sorry but you first of all they're dancing with grown women i don't have a problem with them dancing with women i think all boy groups should be allowed to dance with women because women but he's 17 and the choreography is not subtle oh um, no <laughs> i don't i don't find it to be appropriate and it makes me uncomfortable and I also feel the same way about like the choreography for um, the choreography for the original choreography for Fearless because at the time Garam and Unche were underage. They're still underage, but Garam is no longer in the group, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Or the choreography for Love Dive. The only thing that made those two things better is that when they performed it on stage, they changed the choreography because it was inappropriate for the underage members. And in the music video, it is specifically edited so that despite the fact that Wan Young is in the center for that part, she is not at all in that portion of the music video. All of the zoomy zoomies are on the members that are of age, which I think I've only has two members that are legally of age, or they did at the time. So like, it's literally just those members that are on screen during that part. Yeah. And the same thing with La Seraphim. Like, I'm pretty sure that part, the part that had them on the floor, um, it was only like 
uh, Chewan Sakura Yunjin who were on screen at that part. Not even Kazuha, I don't believe. So, like, I... But back to HYBE, it feels like HYBE has given up on protecting their underage members because they can make a statement that says, oh, don't sexualize our members, all the because they made that statement about Enhypen. But at mm-hmm. the same time, like, stop giving them suggestive concepts then. That's weird. Well, that's, that's the strange. thing. It's, they can say these things, but they know what things are going to make money. And all press is good press. That was the so other if thing they're that I stirring up controversy, up. that's getting people talking. That's that having the their names thing. in their mouth. That's brand recognition, even if it's not in the way that we usually think it is. That was the other thing I wanted to bring up. What do you think about the fact that every single time New Jeans is having a comeback, there's a scandal? I think it's purposeful at this point. I really, really do. I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt from the beginning, you know? And I know that there were some... Some things that are like, eh, like that could just be like, you know, Americans not understanding Korean culture. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. But when it's every single time, and this is very blatant, very obvious, like there's no way that you can sit there and tell me that having a grown woman undress on screen is not inappropriate for children. It's not that this is just a random, beautiful person on screen just vibing. You know, I'm not one who's going to say, you can't have people that are undressed. You know, the body is the body. It's not inherently sexual. I stand by that. But if the themes of this music video are sexual and you have children, why? What's the point? What story are you trying to tell here? I think for me, one of the biggest things about them too, like specifically New Jeans, is the constant excuses that follow every time someone points out something that Min Hee Jin has done that's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, Which seems like every other week at this point. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. It's also, like, it's also like in the video for uh, in the video for OMG at the end of the, is it OMG or Ditto? In one of those music videos, it's OMG. At the end of that music video um someone's on the computer you don't see the person's face but they're on the computer and they're commenting about how new jeans concepts are inappropriate and um one of the comments on screen is why can't they just show the dance and song aren't they too young to be doing stuff like this and it's like so you know what people are saying you know that people find this inappropriate and yet you still continue to do it or that's mm-hmm. not one way it's another and i don't understand how like i get that it's publicity or whatever but here's the thing New Jeans does not need bad publicity to make their songs popular. When I tell you that prior to that music, I have not listened to Super Shy in two days and it became, within coming out, within the first two days of it being out, it was one of my most streamed songs on Spotify because Super Shy is such a good fucking song. Same thing about New Jeans because sampling the Powerpuff Girls theme song was absolutely genius. And I know that it's a marketing ploy, but it was absolutely genius because it is so because the Powerpuff Girls theme song is so like such a powerful callback to 90s culture because I can't name a single person born in the 90s early or late 90s that didn't watch the Powerpuff Girls and love the Powerpuff Girls hell me and my friends are dressing up as the Powerpuff Girls for KCON like we everyone loves the Powerpuff Girls that was genius super shy genius here's the problem they are so talented and this whole like uh culture shock uh 
inappropriate like age marketing whatever thingy that they're doing is the first time with cookie it was like i gave them not a pass but i gave them a maybe they don't even realize like how this might have a bad effect on them because Mm -hmm. they were just debuting and because i know that minhee jin had not been solely responsible for a group in a really long time but um at this point it's purposeful like you said and at this point it's also like new jeans songs are good the music is good we don't need controversy for us to stream the music because i was streaming the music and now i'm no longer streaming the music because I am unfortunately having to boycott new jeans. Also, I because... think the part that makes it more difficult too is knowing that they've had good storytelling and they've had great concepts. Yes, like that's what I was they're just touching about to say. on the parasocial relationships was so good, and the way that they did it in the music video was so yes. good. OMG and Ditto were so genius. Like, the music videos were so genius. They were so good. I know a lot of people didn't like the fact that OMG's music video was, like, in a mental health care facility or whatever. But as someone who's been in those facilities before, it didn't really offend me. Um, Also, because I think it was, like, a little nod to y'all are acting like you've lost your minds over these idols and you need to get it together. Which I thought was funny. But... The music is good. The storytelling for that specific era, amazing. To the point where idols that I didn't even know stand girl groups, covered girl groups, like Jongo's Ditto cover, was not expecting that. <laughs> was not expecting that. I know that B2B is a, they love girl groups down, but I didn't, but yeah. seeing Minhyuk dance to OMG was not expecting that. Because <laughs> it became so viral and they were literally the music videos are literally they're in schoolgirl outfits they are mm-hmm. doing age appropriate things why i don't understand i don't understand i don't get it because clearly you don't need the controversy to make them popular clearly mm-hmm. you don't need it because ditto is the mu- the set of music videos that doesn't have controversy because there's two of them and mm-hmm. ditto became even more popular than omg i don't understand why it's so hard for them to get that like we don't actually need all the drama like the music is good the girls are talented they're also very fun every i don't watch their content because i just i can't do it with a good conscience but every time i'm on youtube shorts and i see uh little edits of like content of them they're always they're always laughing they always seem like they're having a good time they always seem to be they seem to have a really good chemistry with each other as a group and i think like that's something that kind of developed recently because it didn't seem like it didn't seem like they did at first um but you know now they seem to have that which is really great and it's nice to see i it is nice to see but I can't watch their content with yeah. in good faith because all that I'm thinking in the back of my head is how many people are watching this content for nefarious reasons because of the concepts that they've been given. And I don't want to feel like that. Like, that's really sad because they, they are kids and they're, they're so young. Yeah, it's something that you see. Because, I mean, even looking at western artists like looking at the way that people sexualize like 
Chris Brown when he was like 13. It's like, why? Why is this the focus of your marketing? I mean, we know the answer to that, but like, it shouldn't be that way. It's also very weird to me because something I realized the other day is that And this is how I know that, like, I am a healthy-minded person to some extent. Because the other day, there's a K-pop idol. I won't say who. But even though they are of age, they still have a very prepubescent look to them. Not just in their face, but also in their body. Like, they're kind of... They're a little bit flat-chested and they don't really have, like, curves. Like, they... they, It's giving... You know the supermodel Twiggy. Mm-mm. I don't know how to explain to you, but it's giving like boyish, like I haven't hit puberty type of energy. Um, And she's really pretty, but I was looking at her and the first thing I thought when I was looking at her is like, I don't understand why people say that she's the visual because I don't find her to be very attractive at all. Like she's cute, but like, um, not really, nothing draws me to her. And... As I was saying that, someone pointed out that, like, I typically tend to bias the idols that look like adults. Mm -hmm. So if you look like the oldest member of your group or you just look like you're grown, I will probably bias you. For example, twice. Um, I used to bias Dahyun and Chaeyoung. And then as I got older, I started to bias Jihyo and Momo. Mm Mm-hmm. I will just always by default at this point bias the member that is the oldest or looks the oldest. And it's not something that I was doing consciously because I genuinely didn't realize it until I realized that that idol, everyone thinks that she's super attractive and I think that she's just pretty, but like in a baby kind of way, like I don't find myself looking at her very often and I realize it's because she looks like a kid. And I think that that is an important like mental distinction to have made for me that other people don't seem to have made have like been able to make with their biases or like these underage groups or whatever, whatever is like when I'm looking at them, if they don't look like they're adults, I'm specifically only looking at them as children. Even if they are of age, it is very hard for me to see them as adults because Mm -hmm. they still look like babies to me. Even, um... What's the what's Kepler's maknae's name? Youngun? Is it Youngun? I think it's Youngun. She looks like a baby still, but she's of age. She turned eight. Like she's Kepler's maknae. She turned. No, I don't think. Yeah, she she is a maknae. She turned eighteen last year. In my head, she is still like sixteen, like she was when she was on the show. Cause in my head, that's how old she is because she still looks like a baby. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is something that, like, I think that's something that may be hard for people to wrap their head around, and that's what that head around, that maybe that's why they don't get it, is, like, when you look at these idols who are underage, they do have very underage features. It is not difficult to tell that they are children. So putting them in situations or music videos or concepts that may be compromising for them should immediately be a red flag because doesn't it look weird that these people who are underage are doing this? But I guess maybe not to their stands because 
they seem to be fine with it. They seem to be upset that people are upset about it. And I don't understand that. Because why would you not be upset that somebody is taking advantage of an idol that you like? I don't understand. That's a concept that I don't understand. If you care about them so much, why are you not more angry? Oh, because I don't actually care about them. Back to my soapbox of parasocial relationships. <laughs> I feel like this is something that we discuss every week, but I feel like it's something that it keeps coming back to. It's the care for them is not an actual care for them as a person. It's a care for them as this idea that they build up in their head. It's a care for what they envision this person to be, not the actual person. So if they're actually children, it doesn't matter. If they're actually in danger, it doesn't matter. If they're actually involved with things that people are putting them in uncomfortable and inappropriate positions, it doesn't matter. Bessie, that's such a good segue. (laughs) Because you know what the next thing that I was going to bring up is? Why have I seen armies being upset about Seven? All I'm saying is I'm ready for the purge. Let them leave. Let them leave. (laughs) Don't let the door hit them on the way out. Because, again, this was not their idea. Um, Like, that's a grown-ass man. I know, but in their mind, JK is still just a little... He's just a baby, you know? In their minds. Or This also relates to exactly what I was just saying about, like, looking like an adult versus legally being an adult. Because sometimes I look at him and I forget we're only a year apart. Because when I look at Jungkook, like, the first thought in my mind is, oh, he's grown. Because he, he just looks so big now. <laughs> and I don't mean as in, like, adult. Well, like, his muscles. He also has all these tattoos. And, like, he just, wait, he just he looks very adult. Okay? <laughs> like, never in my mind would I ever look at him and go, oh, he's just a baby. Not anymore. So when people are upset about this whole Seven situation, I'm like, girl... <laughs> move around because he he's just, grown <laughs> it's just funny because it makes me think of how many people would have not been around for like first and second gen groups when they were talking about a lot of different things very I think about that too <laughs> I think about that too especially because all of the songs that people use as like coming of age songs are first and second gen so like like um adult ceremony and like um gosh what's the other song that people cover a lot when they come of age i can't remember the title of it but it's another girl group song and the lyrics are very suggestive and the dance is very suggestive but i I think about it and I remember at that time because I was I was standing K-pop at that time and I look at the way that some fans react to like their faves saying their faves who are of age like well past being of age saying suggestive things and I'm like mm, you would have absolutely never survived in 2008 <laughs> because what's the joke wouldn't survive a minute and twice or something but like <laughs> oh no it's wouldn't survive a day in itsy when people are in like itsy. I'm shy yes. <laughs> yes. When, yes. when they dropped the track title for super shy why were there just so many quote retweets <laughs> they literally got ratioed just because no. of the wouldn't survive a day in itsy joke no but like real but also that's hilarious Vincy you're so funny I'm sorry no, you're not shy but you're also super shy 
It's <laughs> me. But yeah, no, I don't. I don't understand it, especially because I sent you that thread of that person who wrote like a Twitter essay, basically about how Seven it fits Jungkook perfectly. Like he may not have written it himself, but like could not have been a better song, both clean and explicit version, because he is a hopeless romantic, mm-hmm. and like since he's become an adult, like all of them actually, since BTS have become adults, they they've not been shy about like expressing the fact that like they have needs and desires just like everyone else because they are in fact human men and that's the other thing is that when I saw the it trending and I saw people's reactions and I saw like the people who were being salty about it my very first thought was now what makes you think that Jun Jungkook is better than any other 25 year old boy that you know because if you're sick <laughs> he's just a man <laughs> I'm like if you're sick and tired of men your age and you are the same age as Jun Jungkook then please Please explain to me what makes you think that he is somehow eons and miles and galaxies better than any other young man you're he is not he is not he he's he is literally not. just a guy he's just he's a man literally just a guy he is just a man and i'm sorry not to be vulgar but just like other mid-20s young men he probably just trying to get his dick wet and well, like also, let's just like, accept that it's like the way that he's expressing himself in the music, it's like, I'm not surprised this is exactly the story that he wanted to say. He's a simp! Right, he like, was screaming, you- crying, throwing up because so he was not paying attention to him. I, and that's the other thing, too, is like, would you know, like, I don't know, because I, t- okay, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Listeners, <laughs> listeners, I'm gonna be real with y'all. Um, for the 10 years that I, I would say seven years, cause I kind of stopped paying attention to BTS, not seven, probably more like five. Cause I stopped paying attention to BTS like a lot in 2017, but I'm going to say 10 years because they have been forced down my throat for the last five years without a choice. And the 10 years that I've stand BTS, the pun was intended. All right. Cause t- the pun was intended. Um, in the 10 years that I've stand BTS, Magne Line has always been my bottom three. And it's not because it's not because I have anything against them. There's no I don't have anything against them. Well, I don't have anything against them. Um I just didn't really I mean, like I said earlier, I tend to like the oldest members of the group. And I just they have a lot of energy. And for me, being around people like that is very draining for the most part. Um, and then also the fact that we're so close in age, like me and Jungkook specifically, kind of always threw me off a little because, um, he just, he was a kid when they debuted and I found him to be childish. And, uh, as someone who had a very traumatic childhood, I've always been forced to not be childish. So because of that I kind of looked not looked down on him but I kind of just didn't relate to him at all so he was never one of my biases because I just didn't I I just I didn't find any kinship there with all of Magne Line because they were kids and they acted like kids and I just it just wasn't there for me however (coughs) however in the past how long has Seven been out can you check for me (laughs) Oh, let me Google this. I want to say it's been like a week. <laughs> oh no! When did JK release seven? 
July 14th. Exactly a week to the day. Oh, I'm so good. I'm so embarrassed, y'all. I'm gonna be honest with (laughs) y'all. In the past week, I have gone from being like Han Sohee in that music video to like... If somebody showed me a picture of Jungkook and went, you got that dog in you, I would start barking. (laughs) I don't know, like... (sighs) I'm so ashamed. I'm so embarrassed. But it's true, okay? And the reason why is simply because I think that... As BTS has started to release more solo work, I've started to love them again because I feel like I'm really seeing them for who they are. The reason that I started standing them in the first place. I feel like I'm really starting to see like the people that like I kind of always felt they were but that got kind of lost over the past couple of years in like them releasing music as a group and not having like full creative control over what they do because they had to like Namjoon said they had to put out music as BTS and not as themselves you know um and I think that Seven is a perfect example of that Seven and Arson are the two songs because like I've loved Hobie forever like I have always loved Hobie he's always been like right up underneath my bias and bias record but Jack in the Box truly changed changed my like feelings for him to something that is absolutely like undeniable. I cannot ignore it. Like I love Jung Ho Suk. Like I, Jack in the Box was very special to me. Okay, and I feel the same about Seven. I think like I might actually I might actually buy JK's album. I think it's that bad. I think it's that bad because oh, word <laughs> because oh word. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Can you can you repeat that? I don't, to, home, I don't want to. I don't I want to. I think it to. needs to be repeated. Just one time. Just, just one time. No. <laughs> it's it's okay. okay. It'll be on the playback. It's fine. It's okay, because this is not sharing time. This is not time for that. But um, <laughs> I feel like I I feel like I really have literally in the past week. Um grown very fond of Jungkook simply off of the fact that like would you I, say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday we can this podcast right now we can this podcast right now we can pack it up and go home seven days a week every hour every sick. minute I am every sick. second I am ill Okay. I'm sorry, I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't help myself. It was too good. Continue, please. I just feel like... I just feel like because it is so him, because it is, like... It's just genuinely very much the type of person that, like... I'm trying to explain it in a way that would appropriately like respect the reason that I stopped standing BTS because the reason I stopped standing BTS is because it stopped feeling genuine it stopped feeling like they were putting themselves into the music and I mean I was right because Namjoon literally said that their three English songs like they didn't they didn't write them and they couldn't write Korean lyrics for them they tried they couldn't it just didn't make sense um that's why I stopped standing them because it just didn't feel genuine anymore and I think that Seven just genuinely does feel like Jungkook not just 
not just in like the lyrics but also the sound of the song and the music video like it just feels like there's so much of him in it and I think I'm very fond of him but what was the point that I was trying to make in the first place actually because now I forgot because I'm thinking about him um (laughs) this is so shameful you went from being so here to JK in the matter of seven days. How does that make you feel? Um, they need to put me up under the jail. Um, yeah, anyway, um, I don't understand people being mad about it. And I really think, like, it is what you said. It's people who just got here, like, in the past couple of years and not people who have been with bts for a while because if people have been with bts for a while they would know that like that's who he that's he is a hopeless romantic he is very soft he does love like that type of music as well and like the choreography is very full of it's full of grooves and it's like very chill but it still manages to look complicated which represents so well the way that he dances like when I saw the choreography I was like and this was before he this was before I got duped into being in love with him I just want to say that (laughs) when I saw the choreography the first thing I thought was this makes so much sense for him because part of the reason that like part of what I felt was missing with Hobie's solo I still think it's amazing but was the dance aspect because to me that's so much of his identity but then I also understand him wanting to showcase something else instead of just focusing on dance because that's what he's been made to focus on forever like I get that um same thing with Jimin I feel like that was not what I expected choreography was but then with Jungkook like the choreography for Seven is just so him because he whenever he dances to any choreography like it is I don't know how to explain it besides groovy but I feel like that will not make a lot of sense to uh that will not make a lot of sense to non-dancers so if you need an explanation of that you can look up on youtube there's this video um and it's analyzing k-pop dance styles like groove versus uh hip-hop just look that up and you'll get what i'm saying but the choreography for seven is just full of groove and it's so chill and it looks super easy but it's actually not that easy and it just it doesn't even look like he's trying he's just so relaxed and that is very much how I see JK in my head as well. So that's, there's also that. The fact that like the choreography even just fits him so well. And it just, it is probably, I can't believe I'm about to say this because I literally said like a month before Seven came out that like I probably wasn't going to vibe with it. But I think it might be my second favorite BTS solo. Mm. Yeah, now it's tied. you have tied. to tell people what your number one is. It's... <laughs> Do I have to? You do. You can't leave the people hanging like that. What do you think it is out of curiosity? Mm. It's a song, by the way, not the entire album, and it's a B-side. A B-side? That threw me off. That threw me off. Mm. Is it... Is it a J-Hope song? Mm-hmm. Mm. Sure is. Mm. Oh, 
And it's not on Hope World. It's on Jack in the Box. I'll give you that much, too. Because It's on Jack in the Box? I was going to mm-hmm. say Blue Side. Mm-mm, it's not because at the time that Hope World came out, I really wasn't st- I was in college and I had like kind of written off K-pop completely because I was getting bullied for liking it one, but also two because th- I just couldn't keep up with so many things at the same time. Um, so no, it's not on Hope World. I've listened to Hope World, but I prefer Jack in the Box. You know my music taste, so like it's pretty obvious why I would prefer Jack in the Box. But it- it's on Jack in the Box. Now, now I'm thrown. I feel like it should be easy. I don't know. That made it ten times harder. Because at first I was going to say Blue Side. But now, now I'm like, what? It's a slow song. It's very 90s. Well, all of Jack in the Box is kind of 90s. So, (laughs) What if? Mm Mm-mm. safety zone yes there you go Uh, 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 when that uh, when jack in the box dropped um one time i was um in hyperbeam waiting to watch a movie with someone and they came in and i had had i didn't even realize how long the hyperbeam was up but i had had safety zone on repeat for six hours I think I really, I tend to really like songs that encompass sad or nostalgic feelings with, like, without making you feel sad or nostalgic. Like, because the song itself, I think it's honestly, in my opinion, the best song on Jack in the Box, not just from, not just because I like it, but because it sounds the way, it sounds like what the song is about. And that song, Hobie's voice is so comforting. It's like such a soft tune but it's also very 90s it feels like kind of nostalgic like it feels like an outcast song do you remember when out you know outcast has that album that's um speaker box and the love below and like one half of the album is andre 3000 and the other half is big boy Mm, i vaguely remember that it's it sounds like it it belongs on that album but on Andre 3000's side of that album. And it Makes is a sense. very comforting song. Like, Hobie's voice just sounds so comforting. But it also, like, very much gives you the feeling of, like, when you feel like your whole world is about to pa- fall apart and there's, like, just one person that you know, like, you can go to them. And it everything else around you could still be falling apart but like that's your that's your safe zone like that's your person Mm -hmm. yeah good song that's exactly how that's exactly how hobie feels to me so i think that very encompasses him you know that's how sungwa feels to me (laughs) i say as i'm wearing a hope world t-shirt that's how Songhua feels to me sometimes. Sometimes. You know how you feel like you're about to have a breakdown? Like you feel it coming? It's like, it's like the, what's the, you know the song they play at baseball games that like builds up to da 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 da? I can't remember the name of the song. But that song, sometimes I'm about to have a breakdown. That's what my brain does. It builds up to it. 
and I feel it coming and I'm trying to do everything possible to stop it but nothing is working and sometimes I'm like all right fine I'll have the breakdown like temper tantrums are like fine I'll have a breakdown whatever but 90% of the time when I feel it coming and I feel like okay well I'll let it happen I just need like a little bit of comfort or something I put on that uh live of Songhua building um building the what is it called Death Star it's, that wasn't what he was building some Star Wars figurine I didn't watch Star Wars I started and every time I started I never finish it <laughs> I feel like that would upset him. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. Like, I get Star Wars, but the storyline is a lot for me sometimes. So sometimes I just stop listening, like, halfway through. And I know that's bad. I'm sorry to you, Star Wars fans. (laughs) My apologies. (laughs) But anyway, sometimes I'll just put on the live of him building it. And it's not even, like... The funny part is that before I started biasing Hua, like, I always liked Lego building and figurine building videos. Like, I would watch the Gundam building ones, and I would watch, like, the Lego ones of the Lego idea sets and stuff. So, like, it just happened to be that, like, oh, I bias Sung Hua, and he enjoys doing this thing that I, like, enjoy watching people doing. So, whatever. But, like, that video is probably the most watched video on my YouTube now, because it's just, it's comforting. Also, the way that he talks when he's doing that stuff is so very soft. Like, he's very careful. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm laughing because I just, I like to watch people do things that they genuinely care about. I'm trying to think about our <clears throat> next topic, but I just keep thinking about Sanghua. Um, let me look at this. <clears throat> Sorry, I was choking on the mango. Oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm fine. <clears throat> I'm fine. You sure? I'm gonna give you a second. No, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> I'm good. You say that as you sound like you're dying. I'm fine. It's just a little mango. Just a little. I'm fine. There's a tear in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> did i tell you how when i was getting my nose pierced like when you get your nose pierced even if it doesn't hurt for you guys who don't have a nose piercing even if it doesn't hurt you're gonna cry you're gonna at least cry from the eye that's on the side of your nose that you got the piercing on because there's a nerve that's really close to where your nose is that is going to be triggered by that that pain and you're gonna start crying When I got my nose pierced the first time, I cried a lot. Like, I teared up a lot. When I got my nose pierced the second time, I had gotten off. I had just gotten to Texas. And I guess I was dehydrated or something, probably. Hence why I didn't cry as much. Um, But (laughs) as I was getting my nose pierced, tears started falling from my eye. (laughs) The first words out of my mouth were... (laughs) I swear this doesn't hurt that bad. I'm not a pussy. It's just that my eye is stinging right now. Why would you say that? In hindsight, I 
don't know why I felt the need to say that because the lady who pierced my nose was really sweet and like she definitely didn't care but but I was fully like I'm brave I'm sure the piercer was like okay she was so sweet like she's very very she's very very kind it's also covered in tattoos and like has tattoos in some of the most painful spots possible like i'm talking knees elbows etc etc like the painful places i feel like if you work in a tattoo shop that's like a mandatory thing like i've never mm. been to a tattoo shop and they're not tatted to the gills even the piercers i think it really depends because i think um I don't know if you've ever watched... What's that show where they have the competition for people who tattoo? I can't remember what it's called. Ink Master. Um, if you watch Ink Master, there's an episode where this guy goes on Ink Master and he doesn't have any tattoos. But his tattoos are, like, decent. They're not great. Like, he's not some sort of prodigy or something. But they're, they're decent. And he almost got kicked off of the show because one of the judges got into, like, an argument. Like, they got into an argument because... Um, he was basically like, I don't feel like I need to have tattoos in order to pr- prove that I'm a good tattooer. And the guy was like, if you do tattoos and you don't have any tattoos, then you don't need to be doing tattoos because you don't understand the full process. Of, like, you don't understand the full experience. Mm-hmm. Right? And every time I watch it, I almost dropped my cheesecake on my laptop. Every time. <laughs> oh, that would have been an experience. Um, every time I watch that, I think about that because I think about how there's some professions where you will only ever be on one side of your profession. You will only ever be the worker. You will never be the person experiencing it. Which I agree with that person. Like, you do need to experience these things. That person's skin, that person's pain, that person's body is in your hands and a lot of tattooists a lot of uh, tattoo artists like when you're in apprenticeships like if you're learning a specific style or things like that you're practicing either on the other people in the shop or yourself before you're practicing on people who are paying good money to have that art on their bodies so i agree i feel like if you're not if you're not in it if you don't got skin in the game then why are you here no i think so too because i feel like if you if you do that and you don't like act because honestly okay even if I was a good artist I could never be a tattooist let me tell you why whole time whole time I got that whole time I got that needle in their skin only thing in my brain is gonna be like if I fuck up they gonna have it forever or if I fuck up it's gonna be very expensive to remove and that alone Mm -hmm. would make me mess up that alone would make me mess up because I would feel way too nervous but I think it's also important to remember that like like you said you have to have practice and if you don't practice on yourself then like what are you sacrificing mm-hmm. and i know they have other ways to practice like you know you have those pads that you can get online to practice and things like that but if you're not actually doing it on actual skin it's not the same no matter what yeah. no matter how good the practice tools are i mean i feel like that's a, a lot of professions where 
you have to physically practice to be able to do things. I mean, like medical stuff, you practice on each other before you go out and do it on a patient. <laughs> like the first time I'm dropping an NG tube, it's not gonna be on a patient. It's gonna be on one of the other students. <laughs> uh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Like, do you want a tattoo artist who has never, ever, ever tattooed on their own skin or someone else in the shop skin and you're their first person to walk in and be in their chair? I personally don't. Yeah, me either. Um, Do you want to hear a developing story, though? Let's go. All right. So... I'm sorry this just came up on my TL and I have to I have to show you because I can't make this up and if I tell you you're gonna think I'm making it up because it's so ridiculous and I don't mean ridiculous as in like ridiculous bad I mean ridiculous as in ha ha I'm gonna send this to the voice chat chat That is Mamamoo Plus's first mini album, Mamamoo Plus is Solar and Moonbeal. Whose concept does this look like? Whose album does this look like? This is Mamamoo? <laughs> what are, do you know what New Jeans fans are called? Aren't they binkies or bunnies They're or something? Bunnies. <laughs> I was gonna say, what? This looks very childish. RPW is so unserious. <laughs> Dang. And what is it called? It's the album is called Two Rabbits. Stop. That's RBW hilarious. is so unserious. And you wanna know That's what's hilarious. so much funnier too? Is that um I'm pretty sure that some of these producers have also worked on New Jeans music. And if this if this album drops and there's like some some like Jersey Club beat like music on there like New Jeans and Super Shy um or like or like something like Hype Boy or Attention first of all it will be very funny but it will also be like RBW really just does not want Mama Mood to succeed because lord knows they're gonna get a whole bunch of shit for this but what i think is so much funnier than them getting a whole bunch of shit for it is what if they drop songs and they drop songs that would be hypothetically age appropriate for new jeans but at their big ages stop (laughs) that's actually terrible Cause it's even like down to the it's even down to the like uh, it's even down to the the pixelated rabbit image that's really wild like what I'm trying to think of what in Mama Moo this would be related to nothing like, they've never had a concept our... like this Confused. Actually, let me go on Spotify and look at Mama Moo Pluses. Hold on, there's a teaser here. Oh, they're gonna get in so much shit for this because you know what the teaser? It doesn't sound like it, but if you see the visual for the teaser, it has very similar coloring to Ditto. Um, they're gonna get so much shit for this. It's actually really sad. 
It's just gonna be the cereal box all over again. Don't because you know what? Because the cereal box thing was truly foolish because it because cereal boxes have been done. Like we've been there, right? But this is actually kind of silly and also a little bit dangerous. Am I well okay, if you look at it actually this is a cereal box. That's what it looked like to me. Bro, I didn't know what the styling was supposed on. to be. Be- it's even New Jeans colors because the yellow and blue is what New Jeans did for hype boy and attention. But I just want to say them like low key stealing New Jeans's concept and then also putting it on a cereal box is either <laughs> the most sinister, like terrible, trying to bring Mama Moo down plot that I've ever seen in my life, or, or. It is the absolute most genius bullying Stan Twitter back type of energy they could possibly have. It is either absolutely going to be a train wreck or it is going to be the most genius thing that I have ever seen. It cannot be both. It will not be both. It is going to be one or the other. And I really, really hope it's going to be the second one because I would like to see Mama Moo succeed. (laughs) I just think that's so wild because because my my mutual quote retweeted it and I was thinking I didn't know that they were a muumu I thought that I didn't know that they stand girl groups at all but now looking at this um that's hmm I mean it could also be I'm trying to think of what else it could be instead of cereal like a snack box like a you know those little cutesy snack boxes oh yeah that's true that's true it's giving I've seen this movie before <laughs> and I didn't like the ending <laughs> <laughs> but low key like low key but high key I have seen this movie before and I did not like the ending so it's this play about us <laughs> You're sick for that. You're sick for that. I'm not gonna lie though. If this ends up being a like, let's show you how you can actually do it. I'm gonna giggle a little. I'm gonna have a little teehee moment. No, I also am gonna have a little teehee moment because I just don't like. Oh, I hate to come back to new jeans, but I don't understand. I don't understand how. I don't understand. The next topic that we have to talk about is not about K-pop, by the way. It's Doja Cat. Mm-hmm. Oh lord. Oh lord. I. Okay, so let me give a short summary of the situation for listeners who don't know what we're about to talk about. Doja Cat is dating another crusty white man. Breaking news. Surprise, surprise. Shock and awe. Um, I really didn't mean to say that in such a mean and harsh way. But at this point, I'm really tired of her antics. So Doja Cat is dating this guy who's a Twitch streamer. And several people have come out and admitted that he has uh, attempted grooming. Um, He has also actually groomed people. Um, He has sent inappropriate messages to minors um, and has made several people uncomfortable. And he he has also taken advantage of people being his fan. Um, Kind of like 
I guess you would say almost like a Miranda Sings type situation. Um, but he's a dude and he's a Twitch streamer, not a YouTuber. Um, I gave a very like quick glance to the post that the girl made. It was like kind of a triggering thing for me. So I didn't look too much into it, but, um, that's what I got as a summary of the situation. If I'm wrong, feel free to let me know that I am incorrect. Um, that's, you can correct me and y'all can also do your own research on this situation. I'm not the news. I don't, you don't need to fact check me. Um, but, <clears throat> but the, a girl who was a fan of Doja, um, quote retweeted this tweet that she made and pointed out that Doja's current man is a, um, is a predator. Um, and... Um, so yeah, pointed out that Doja's current man is a predator and that he is not just preyed on her, but also several other minors who she is friends with and people that she knows, right? And instead of not saying anything or instead of addressing the situation, um, she blocked the girl. Just straight up blocked her. Like, just blocked. No response, no nothing. Just blocked. And there's a lot to unpack there. There's a lot to unpack there. But the biggest one... Um, yeah, the biggest one to unpack is that she also, um, remember how you said she would be a lot more popular if she could act normal? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so somebody in her Instagram comments said, um... Girl, everyone is unstanding you. Even if you paint yourself gold, it won't make things better. I don't know what picture this was in reference to. I'm assuming that it was a picture. Um, Doja Cat's fans are called kittens. That's a little strange considering the context of everything. Sorry. It's just weird to me considering the context of everything that Doja Cat has done recently within like the past year. I would not want to be called that simply because she she she's weird. She acts uh-huh. weird. Her behavior is odd and I don't like it. Also, the connotation of the word kitten on the internet again in in coinciding with the uh with the think fast, think fast. Why can't you think? With um <laughs> her e-girl persona or whatever, it it's uh-huh. not like no. 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 Anyway, um, oh, okay, so it was in reference, it was in response to a picture that she posted of her hair. And, um, she said, the, the person said, girl, everyone is unstanding you, even if you paint yourself gold, it won't make things better. At the time, the comment had 24 likes, um, and Doja responded back with, 
Um, Doja responded back with, in all caps, mind you. I'm not going to yell it, but just, it's in all caps. I just want to make that clear. I'm not going to yell, but it is in fact in all caps. Uh, Maybe I'll do a little mimic yell for y'all. You know, like a quiet yell. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I want y'all to read this comment and take it as a message. I don't give a fuck what you think about my personal life. I never have and never will give a fuck what you think about me or my personal life. Goodbye and good riddance, miserable hoes. Ha ha. You got to make sure you include ha ha because she put an exclamation point at the end. So you got ha ha. You can't just ha ha. You, you got to put some emphasis on the ha ha. Okay. Not the point. <laughs> Sorry, I should not laugh. That's just. uh, I feel like what's worse about this situation is the only way to respond to that comment is to send this the screenshot of the "and I laugh" meme. Because what else are you supposed to do? But it's like it's even worse. It's like she's writing so hard for him, and he's cheating on her. Like, girl, what? Right, because that's the other thing that I was about to say is that, mind you, if he is grooming underage fans, underage viewers, that means he is cheating on you or has plans to cheat on you with underaged people. So like, is it not, not bad he... enough that he is a PEDO? Is that not enough for you? Right. And here's the thing, right? In the past year, let's name some things that Doja Cat has done. Um, This was more than a year ago, but remember she got exposed for being anti-black? She also uh, said that she hates all of her music and she thinks that she she doesn't think she's pretty, hence why she cut her hair off. Um, And she... um, what was the other thing that she said? She made fun of her fans for liking her music. Um, and she was like, I'm going to completely change my style now. Everything else that I've made before is trash. And if you like it, then you're also trash. Something like that. Um, hmm. I don't understand what it is with the rap girls and standing by their terrible, terrible men. Y'all need to get like Kiki Palmer. Because that man was rude to her in public one time, a single time, and she said, absolutely not. This is supposed to be like, oh, I got, you know, I I went to jail because I was speeding. Not because I was grooming children. No, right? Like, I'm sorry, but if I'm going to date a criminal, it better be the pettiest crime in the world. You had some weed on you. All right. I can excuse that. Right. You were driving a little too fast because okay. you were trying to get to work and it was an emergency. All right. I can excuse that. You accidentally stole something, but you are black and therefore you ended up in jail for five years. Like, you forgot something yeah. in your pocket, by the way, because accidental theft sounds wild. But I mean, like, you were in the store and you had something on you and you kind of forgot. Like, I get that. Um... I can also excuse that. Or you're Jean Valjean. You stole out of desperation. I can also excuse that. You committed tax fraud. To an extent, I can excuse that. We won't share finances, though. (laughs) You were the fall guy for a corporate scheme. These are all of the crimes that I have previously listed are acceptable in my book. Okay? 
I we will have to set some boundaries in the relationship, but they are all they are all acceptable in my book. Not acceptable as in they are mm-hmm. not illegal, but acceptable as in in most of those cases nobody got hurt. And in the case that people did get hurt, I would like to speak to you and see if you've changed as a person. And if you have, we can move mm-hmm. on from that. But these girlies are out here dating men that are preying on children and they're out here making excuses yeah. and blocking the victims. Or in Nikki's case, tormenting the victims? Hello, don't even get me started. Uh, don't even get me started. I'm like for a crusty, dusty man. Where men are plentiful in this world. Why and you are Nikki like Sierra. You can walk into anyone. Like, That's what I'm what? saying is that before Doja Cat decided that she hated herself and started to purposely make herself look funny and ugly, um, because mind you, face card still never declined. She is still very much pretty. However, her personality makes her ugly and the things she does to herself make her ugly. Um, another girl that there's an example of this for is Summer Walker. Summer Walker is very, very pretty, but her behavior makes her ugly. Very. Because her and her baby spirited. daddy are absolutely very ugly. Especially when she was warned about that shit. And she still went and had a child with that man. Anyway, not the point. Um, these girls, these girls, these girls, these girls, these girls. There is. I'm sure it's because of all of the white men that she has surrounded herself around. Maybe that's why she feels like this. But there is next to no excuse that Doja should be acting like this about herself and her appearance. I feel like there's some there has to be something lacking in the way that she has to be going through something psychologically or she has to be experiencing some sort of major insecurity for her to be acting like this behind this man who clearly is not to be trusted. That's one thing. I'm going to be honest. I feel like it's this is how she came up like on the internet she's giving me very much 4chan incel vibes like that that was the, the second thing that, that i was going supporting. to say is that i think that her and nikki both suffer from this you were raised in a certain environment you grew up in a certain environment and you never learned to grow out of it because trigger yeah. warning for anybody who has trigger triggers around pedophilia protecting of pedophiles and I said that I wasn't going to say that word but here the fuck we are I'll beep it out Um, the protection of pedophiles or grooming trigger warning one thing about the black community that I will never be able to forgive any of them for at all ever and I mean ever like this is never something that they will be able to come back from is the fact that in so many families It is normal to protect family members or family friends who are predators simply based off of the fact that they are predators and you should never send a black man to jail, air quote. Some black men do need to go to jail. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have yelled. I shouldn't have yelled. I shouldn't have yelled. But the fact that, the fact that it is so normalized to still include family members and family friends who it's an open secret that they have preyed on your children or somebody else's children in family Mm -hmm. gatherings and family events like 
And we don't, like, immediately ostracize and report those people to the police. It's... I understand that black people have a distrust of the police and for good reason. But in some cases, there's no excuse for not calling the police. And that, See, that's one of those me, cases. Because I'm like, jail, some people need to not exist on this earth anymore. And that is a category of human. Do you want to get away with murder? Yes. You've seen all of it? All of it. Okay, this is a spoiler for how to get away with murder, by the way. Annalise backstory spoiler. When her mom <laughs> told her, when her mom told her that the reason she set the house on fire while her uncle was asleep on the couch was because she knew what her uncle was doing, I was mm-hmm. like, I know that's right, mama. You better get up. Mm-hmm. You better get up. And you know what? Right. She was right. And I stand beside her. I truly do. <laughs> because there is something about. The ability for people to just brush aside. Because that would not be me. That could not be me. If I found out someone that I knew, like not even have any attachment to, but like know of, did something mm-hmm. to a child, I'm pulling up. I, they will find me and I will find them. Because what is wrong with you? Yeah, I don't understand that either. I don't understand people being able to excuse that because what that says to me, that says so many things to me, but what that says to me is one, you don't understand what it's like to have your childhood taken away from you. Two, you don't understand how violating somebody's body is one of the worst things that they that you can do because they cannot get a new one. They are stuck with that for the rest of their life and they will probably mm-hmm. then feel like they have no ownership over their body, which is completely traumatizing and will change the way that they think about themselves forever and three it tells me that you have no respect for other people or self-control you let your desires rule your existence and that's not the type of person that i want to be around but mostly it's the innocence thing yeah my thing like why of any of any people that you can and should protect in this world why is children not at the forefront and you know i don't even like kids like that but I know, if, and you know what? Was, if you I still gotta ride for them. No, because I'm really thinking about it. If I was around somebody and I found that out about them, I really don't know that I'd be able to control myself. I know myself. I know I would not. I know that I, I'm about to be in trouble. I perhaps will be in jail, and I will take responsibility for that, for my actions. And you know what? They're gonna take responsibility for theirs too. So we'll see where we both are at the end of the day. Um, it's, it's very, it's very, it's very, one of us going to prison and one of us going to jail and you got 30 seconds to figure out which is which. Cause, I mean, one of us is going to the hospital and one of us is going to jail and you got 30 seconds to figure out which is which. Because, no, this is, you know that this is one of the reasons why I decided very early on, like as a kid, that I would not have kids. Yeah. Because I think I could deal with absolutely any betrayal except for that. And 90% of the times it's family or a family friend. And I genuinely Mm -hmm. do not. I I have known like since I was a kid, like I have mild anger issues, y'all. And I've known that since I was a child, if I, if there was a person in the world that was like a part of me, like I brought them here and somebody hurt them. I don't know that I'd be able to control myself. Like, <laughs> we were watching this movie once. I think it was in high school. And it was talking about bullying. And um, 
And the teacher was like, oh, well, what would you do if your kids were being bullied? And the first words out of my mouth were, fight the kids. <laughs> like. <laughs> no, you're wrong for that. You're very, very teacher, wrong for and that. my teacher was you're white. So, you know, like, she didn't get the whole I fight kids thing. But the first <laughs> words out of my mouth were, if my kid is getting bullied, I'm beating up the other kids. Like, what do you mean? What am I doing? <laughs> Donut, what's the confusion? Where's, why was that not also your first thought, ma'am? I would like to know. What are you doing? Reporting them to the principal? All right, what then? Like, and this is also coming from someone who was bullied every single year up until, like, the end of college, though. Because, like, bullying is literally the reason I dropped out. So, like, it's also coming from a place of like I would not let you traumatize my child the way that I was traumatized type of energy that's real that's very real yeah um so yeah basically Doja has just been showing her ass on the internet and like making excuses for this man that clearly does not care about her and it's just genuinely confusing like it's genuinely confusing and people are saying that like people are saying that I guess it won't affect her career outside of like people who are on Twitter and stuff like that but I don't think that that's true no, because she's alienating her entire fan base. Like, who was riding for Doja? The blacks and the gays. Like, point blank exactly. period. Point blank period. Exactly. I'm I'm very confused as to as to what she thinks this is gonna do for her. Because it's not going to do anything positive. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And I genuinely, like, I genuinely think, um, someone needs to check on her. She needs some therapy. She needs some therapy. The more I think about it, like, that's all that I can think. That's all that comes to mind is, like, she needs some therapy. Because, um, there is no, there's absolutely no way that you can justify writing someone who consistently, like, basically disregards you and then also, like, uh just doesn't care about people Mm -hmm. like not even a little bit like just only cares about themselves and their satisfaction and it's mm -mm, no 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 um last topic hold on I gotta find this tweet for you Sorry, I just saw a tweet that says, that says, um, 
Doja has the mindset of a white male insult, and so I don't know why people are surprised. Mm-hmm. Which is That's so true, real. Yeah. It's true, so yeah, which real. is sad because it's like these people that you're writing for would never ride for you. Right, right, exactly. So you are actively harming victims for what? What is the reason? It's sad. And I feel so bad for these girls who have gone through this because not only are they traumatized, then they're having their voices silenced. Well, and I imagine it hurts even more if you really, like... (laughs) I imagine it hurts even more if you were a fan of hers, too, because it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, then you know she doesn't care about you, which, okay, yes, but, like, which, I mean, like, a given, because she don't know you, which, okay, fine, but... Not you, but, like, victims in general. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Even worse, like, that that one feels targeted. And two, Mm -hmm. now you know that someone that you used to look up to just doesn't care about anyone but themselves, and that has to suck. Mm -hmm. Like, that has to be a very, like, very sickening and not... Sickening slash negative uh, way to, like, leave behind a person you care about. I mean, especially if this music spoke to you. Now when you hear that song, what are you going to think of? Your worst moments? Your most traumatizing moments? Right. That's just... No, she's genuinely just... Disappointing. Um, Last thing I wanted to talk about is... Last thing I wanted to talk about is, um, what do you think are the key factors of success for a K-pop group, like, internationally? So, the reason I'm asking this question is because, um, a lot of people are a little confused as to why some K-pop groups have been able to become, uh, become famous like very famous and successful in Korea but not very famous and successful in uh in like internationally so a good example of that would be Bibiji they were super successful they are super successful within Korea like they chart all the time in Korea and they chart well internationally however they're not as popular um another example of that would be I guess I'm also asking the reverse question as well, um, because ATs is super popular internationally, but not as popular within Korea, even though we know partially the reason for that. Um, and I just want to know, what do you think are the factors that make it, like, possible for them to become worldwide artists as opposed to just a K-pop idol? Well, I feel like for BBG they had G-Friend on their side. Like, G-Friend was very well-liked. G-Friend was known. They had that brand recognition, even though they're different and very clearly different. That is something that it's like people knew that they could trust, you know? It's like, if you have a company that makes something, you might not know that product, but if you know that you trust that company, you're like, I'll try it, why not? Mm -hmm. So, 
going to them it's like okay you know you're gonna like their stuff you know you're going to get talent you know you're gonna have vocals you know you're gonna have visuals you know you're gonna have x y and z because the girls can perform they will give you what you want i think that outside of korea trends are very different and the trends that are popular in music outside of korea is not the same and i think the trend the timeline of trends move very differently Mm -hmm. especially in the u.s where you have other trends from other international markets that are at play as well because a lot of pop music specifically you have crossover from not just like the american pop scene but the latin pop scene the soca pop scene the african afro beats afro pop uh even different parts of europe like um i'm trying to think of a really a really popular pop person from oh oh oh, like strome not really essentially pop but like things like that like you have a lot of more kind of melting pot so to speak of Mm. music and influences and trends which i think is i i would say not the same in korea just looking at the things that are charting most popularly there Mm -hmm. because i think it's more similar to like japan like in japan not a lot of english songs like chart well because they have a very specific trends that they follow that Mm -hmm. are more for the general public versus i think in the western sphere the general public are there's a lot more trends that people hop on in different avenues it's not as like a singular trend that everyone's following i don't know if that makes sense but that's how it's in my head that's how it's in my head i think that that's why too i think it's because there's a specific type of thing that's successful in korea and i'm not saying that being Mm -hmm. an idol is easier being like getting really popular as an idol is easy but Mm -hmm. i am saying that there is a proven there is a proven recipe to success i think Mm -hmm. the groups that are more popular outside of korea are the groups that have a very of a varied discography Mm -hmm. um instead of making the same kind of thing and doing the same kind of concept over and over i think that in order to become popular in korea and internationally you would have to be able to pander to both things and so like specifically we can like i'll give you several different groups as an example txt was really successful from the jump because of cat and dog and then because of um fairy of shampoo cat and dog fairy of shampoo what was their actual debut song because it wasn't cat and dog i can't remember oh crown crown Crown. yes crown is a very korean boy group song it is Mm -hmm. very very on brand for a k-pop boy group and i took me a really long time to learn to love crown because i didn't I didn't, but every so often I would be walking and minding my business and then being like, I love it. And then I'd be like, oh, I think I actually like this song now. Hmm. Um, So it took me a really long time to love Crown, but I've loved pretty much every single thing after like every single thing blue hour and onwards. And I think that that's it. In order to be popular in Korea and internationally, you have to debut with a song that appeals to the Korean public. And then move on to other things after that. You have to, you have to, you have to bait and switch. You gotta be like, 
Chishi is coming over here now. <laughs> I did not mean to call Chishi up, but I did. I gotta be. Pss, pss, pss. Hey, hey, hey! Listen to my music. You'll like it. <laughs> and then, like a year after that, you can be like, "Good boy, go back. Good boy, go back." You know, you gotta. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta. You gotta trick them into liking you a little bit. No, good boy, go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a loser. I'm a lover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You either you either good boy gone bad, where you make it very clear that your concept is changing, or you yeah. like very gently ease them into like hair choreography and like eyeliner and like mic stands. You know, you gotta. Yeah, you have to, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's how TXT did it. But then you look at a group like ATs, where ATs didn't get their first win until Wave and. For a lot of people, that was a really long time. And, like, a long time, not because it's a long time, because it was actually relatively early in their career, but a long time because their music was so good and because they were so popular internationally. Um, but part of the reason that took a long time is because Wave was the first title track they released that appealed to the Korean general public. Because it's very fun. It's very summery. It was very upbeat. And they were all very cutesy. Like, whereas before that, they didn't really have that and I think their their last track before Wave was Say My Name, which is so completely opposite to Wave. And so it really is like, you know, you you have to appeal to both markets. And like another example you can give from ATs is Eternal Sunshine and Deja Vu were the same album. Mm-hmm. They are complete. That is Barbie and Oppenheimer at its best. Eternal Sunshine. <laughs> Barbie Eternal Sunshine is Barbie and Oppenheimer is Deja Vu because it, it, they're so opposite. And it's literally mm-hmm. people like they let fans vote to, for which was going to be the comeback. And most international fans voted for Deja Vu while most mm-hmm. Korean fans voted for Eternal Sunshine because it's just a completely mm-hmm. different concept. Um, I also yeah. think that says a lot about not music taste internationally, but about like why are international fans always looking for the edgiest thing possible? Is it because we're all depressed? I mean, perhaps. But I mean, look at what other songs were popular in the US, like Chaos Chapter Freeze. That album had anti-romantic, it had love song, it had magic, it had ice cream, and it had Dear Sputnik. Okay. Like, <laughs> how the songs you just named are sad, though? True. True. Ice cream. But- is, ice cream is very. Ice cream makes me very sad. Dear Sputnik is also a little bit sad. Um, I think. But Magic when you is listen the to only them, song on that album that I consider to be happy. But when you listen to them, it's not inherently sad. Like no, ice, ice cream. cream- made me sad the first time I heard it because I knew really? exactly what it was about without listening to the lyrics. Yes, because the first time I heard ice cream, the only thing that I literally started crying because I was like, I miss being a kid and being and like everything not being lonely and like having summers to spend with people. And then I actually listened to the lyrics and I actually looked up the lyrics and I was like, oh shit, that's See, exactly what this song is about. When I was listening to ice cream, I was just like, you know that uh, meme. Where it's like uh, the whole world could ending, and you're just over here vibing. It was like mm, 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 here in the world. Mm, mm, mm. That little dancing dog. Yes. That was me. That was me. I was like, oh, this is a vibe. Okay, okay. And then I actually read the lyrics. And I was like, oh wait, hold on. 
This vibe is a little depressing. You know the train meme where it's like sunshine on one side and like the yes. wall and the rock. Yes, that's that's ice cream. That's ice cream. The like what the, the song ice- sounds like versus what the lyrics actually are. Yes. I think, I think, I don't know. I don't know how I got ice cream the first time I heard it, but it just made me feel really nostalgic and like sad that I am lonely. Damn. <laughs> not me outing myself. By the way, guys, I'm not lonely because I can't make friends. I just want to clarify this because I feel like a lot of people in my life have asked me this lately. I'm not lonely because I can't make friends. I have plenty of friends. They just do not live here. And I refuse to make friends with people that live in Florida because they all have the same mindset of either never getting out of Florida or they have very toxic behavior that they have learned from living in this environment that I do not want in my life. I just want to make that very clear. I can make friends. I choose not to because it fucking sucks here. <laughs> but I love my I love my friends that don't live here, and I won't be that won't be here for that much longer. So like, nothing to worry about, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I got ice cream the first time that I listened to it. But I think it really is just you have to bait and switch people because like even, um, G friend. G-Friend had the same concept for a really long time. That's why they Mm -hmm. were so consistently popular in Korea because they they get you knew what you were getting every time G-Friend had a comeback. Girly, fun, a lot of times summery, you know, you but they had different genres still and their concepts were still very different, but everything sounded like G-Friend. And then Mm -hmm. they went to Hybe and Mago happened and Apple happened Mm -hmm. and Apple and Mago Mm -hmm. are good. But Apple and Mago (laughs) don't actually fit the rest of the G-Friend concept. And the songs on those albums, the Song of Sirens entirely just did not really fit G-Friend's concept. Um, It was still good, but it was very much a concept switch. But they still had tons of wins because they had fans who were open to them changing because they had established a concept. Yep. Um, that goes back to the this company just came out with a new thing. Do I know it? No, but I trust them. Brand recognition. Did they know? And even like looking at the teasers and stuff for like Mago and Apple, they were different than what G Friend had done before. But everyone was like, you know what? I'm rocking with you because you're rocking mm-hmm. with me. So I'm rocking with you. And it was very successful. Yeah, I think it. I think Korea is really. I, I think Korea even has brand recognition charts that come out every single month. America doesn't have something like that. I think mm-hmm. that really is what it is. It's about brand recognition. It's about building yeah. your name. And maybe that is a reason that BBG isn't like super popular uh, internationally yet as well. Because I think that that brand recognition would also help them push a little internationally. But the, I believe that their names are still registered under G Friend stuff and not under BBG stuff. BPM should fix that. Hey BPM, you should fix that. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that in Korea people largely care about brand recognition and reputation. Whereas internationally, like if a group has a good song and I don't stay in that group, like I'm still willing to I'm still willing to hear them out. I'm still willing to be like, all right, what you got for me? Mm-hmm. I think that's something that's common in like western charts in like western media in general i don't think that's as common Mm -hmm. there it doesn't feel like it's the same vibe yeah it's kind of like obviously i don't know because i've never lived there but that's just the general vibe i've gotten it's kind of like if you debut and you're successful like automatically people just assume that you're you're always going to be successful whereas here like 
if you release your first piece of music or something and it doesn't take off, people are very likely to still keep making music because they just, one day they're going to have a hit. It might take a while, but one day, you know, they're going to, something's going to click. Um, and I think that that is an important distinction to make in America or just Western countries in general. Like it's, oh, this, like, I I still have work to do. I still have, you know, improvements to make. Like, it'll pop off one day. Whereas in Korea, it's very much like, if you were not successful by that second, third comeback, you might just never be. Well, I don't know if this is a thing in Korea. Do they have one-hit wonders? (laughs) (laughs) 50-50. Why would you say that? They do. No, they do. I can name several groups I'm thinking of right now that had one song that was very popular with everyone, even people that didn't stand them, uh-huh. but like, but ended up like disbanding shortly after. For example, um, CLC, Hobgoblin. Hobgoblin, uh, super viral, literally could not go anywhere without hearing it. Even yeah. people who didn't stand girl groups loved Hobgoblin. And then they came out with Black Dress and uh, Helicopter, I think, were the two comebacks that they had after. They had one other comeback. I can't remember what it was. But then they they disbanded. They all left the company. Um, Pentagon. Pentagon is technically not a one-hit wonder because I do feel like they increased their fan base a lot after Shine. But... Uh, the whole decision to kick Hyuna and Don out just for dating, just for smacking lips, basically derailed Pentagon's chances for success and essentially made them a one-hit wonder because even though they haven't disbanded and they are still a group and they still make good music, people stopped paying attention to them. Um, mm. What other groups am I think? Um, I hate to say it. I really do hate to say it, but Astro, Crazy Sexy Cool was really popular. Um... And, like, then they just never got the recognition that they deserved. Um, CIX, I don't know if it's pronounced CIX or if it's pronounced six, but she's a movie, movie star. I know almost every K-pop stand knows that song. Movie star is so popular. They have not had another song take off the way that movie star took off. Um, That's a thing. Um... I'm trying to think of other groups that were one hit wonder like had a really good song and then just disappeared. Let me, you know, you know they're what I not, know? they're not a one hit wonder anymore because thank the Lord. But Black Swan. Oh yeah, that's true. Ooh, Black Swan was a one hit wonder mm-hmm. until Karma. Mm-hmm. That's so yep. true. And now that Karma like. That karma, cat mouse, everything is really popular, and I'm glad the girls are getting recognition. But prior to that, I don't think people could name more than one song. Yeah, no, you're right. I don't. I couldn't. I I probably I mean, couldn't. Tonight, and then maybe, maybe close to me, maybe. But aside from that, people were not really tuned in. I think that's also because it was really hard to stand them for a while because they just like oh my god yes because they just kept switching the members and it got to a point where yes. it's like I'm not familiar with them so how do I stand mm-hmm. them yeah. oh you know who was kind of a one hit wonder but like she writes music for other she writes music for other um other artists now so technically she's not but I mean, because she has other songs. They're just not her songs, if that makes sense. Um, Oh, my gosh. What's her name? 
train. Oh my gosh, what is her name? You know who's a one-hit wonder right now, but I hope that they're not? Fly in a boss. Hello, Same. Christ! I'm about to sing it. Again. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really, really hope their other music pops off because they're so fly. They really are, and I love them. I love everything that they're doing right now. I also love them so bad. I think that they're so good. I think yes. that... Um, I think that they also have a lot of uh, charisma, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. They do. Um, I'm looking up like a bunch of a bun of a bunch of lyrics to try and see if I can find the name of this artist because that's how much of a one hit wonder like she was. Where like genuinely can't even think of her name right now. It's not Refund Sisters. Lim Kim! Lim Kim is a one-hit wonder. Because I'm pretty sure she still makes music. But I... If you say her name to anyone, they will be very confused. Because she hasn't put out anything in such a long time. And I'm pretty sure that she only writes music for others now. She doesn't write music for herself the last oh yeah no the last time she put out something was literally like almost 10 years ago she put out something in 2015 that was the last time she made something and um the song that she had that like was super super popular I believe it was rain because rain is like a very no it wasn't rain it was a woo which was in 2015 and she never put out anything again I'm pretty sure it's because she had an issue with her label um and then she just didn't ever like do anything again um Lim Kim and then there's another solo artist that I'm thinking about that was really popular for like two seconds um and I can't remember her name but she also um one hit wonder I'm gonna be honest I don't think I know that song that's fine it was probably way before you got into k-pop and it was one of those things where it was legit like very very popular at the time and then no one remembers her or the song but it was in edits all the time because it was super catchy oh kind of like bubble pop yes bubble 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 pop I want technically they are not a one hit wonder but they are also a one hit wonder at the same time brave girls And the reason I say they are, but they're not, is because Roland's really popular. They don't have a single other recognizable song besides Roland. And the reason I realized that is because of, um, is because of when they were on Queendom. And... Yeah. They and Kepler was trying to pick a song to cover by them, and the only thing that kept coming up was Roland. And I think the other song that they mixed, they mashed up with Roland to cover was also a song on that same album. So, like, that's really the only thing that they have. Mm-hmm. And it, I want them to have another hit because they, they did really good. Um, Crayon Pop, also probably before your time. Crayon Pop was super successful um, for their song Bar 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 and then never did anything else super uh, 
never did anything else super notable um the arc so there's a member of the arc that's friends with uh that's a member of like 98 so like shinbi sungkwan mji like all of them um and the arc was so popular but they only released one album before they disbanded and the light literally had like four million views on youtube like it was super super popular and then they just disbanded after one at like after their debut that was it they just disbanded Oh, you know what? Technically, Brave Girls also has Deepened. But the thing about Deepened and the reason that that probably doesn't sound very familiar is because do you know that every member of the Brave every member of Brave Girls right now like is technically new because they had a completely different lineup? Uh, no, I had no idea. Yeah, so Brave Girls actually debuted in 2011. Um and then re-debuted in 2016. Interesting. I had no idea. And they, um, so, okay, the summary of the situation. They debuted in 2011. They took a hiatus because they weren't really that good. And I'm pretty sure their, their company didn't have any money. Um, mm-hmm. Then they re-debuted in 2016 with, I think it was 2016 with uh, more members with five more members and then um, they had deepened and then someone left in 2017 and then they um, they came back as a five member group but none of the original members that were there when they debuted were there anymore so the five members who are in brave girls right now are they were not in the original lineup of brave girls kind of like a black swan situation and it's the same thing where like they basically can't gain any like couldn't gain any traction for a while because Mm -hmm. of the same thing like the members are never there long enough for you to actually know them Mm -hmm. um but now that they've like left and moved to another company I hope that they stay together and I hope that they I hope they get another bop because first of all I really appreciate seeing like adults in K-pop mood mood like I really appreciate that but also like I just think that and the thing about it is like they're adults but their concepts are not overly sexy it's the same thing with I still have not figured out how to say this group's name. Zed Z X I'm pretty sure that is how you say it. Yeah, I have been following them since they made accounts on everything and I love them. I love everything about them. And Dreamland was not inherently like overtly sexual in any way. No. Just give us like give us adults. Give us Please, people. for the love of God. Especially if you want... I mean, also, you don't have to do grown concepts. I'm fine. Let the girlies have fun. But, like, if you're going to be pushing this grown concept agenda, then give us some grown-ass people. 
Yeah, it's like it's like a Kiss of Life that just debuted with their debut single, Shh. and I think the youngest member is like nineteen or something. And pe- some they someone tweeted it, and they were like, "Finally, a K-pop group with adults." And everyone was like, "They're still pretty much almost kids." And the person was like, "I don't think you understand me saying a K-pop group with adults because they're above the age of eighteen because that's how fucking bad it's gotten. Like yeah, it's gotten that's so bad." Terrible. Right. It's gotten so bad that just being of age, it like is I'm thankful for that. And I was like I'm That's like if you see Leonardo DiCaprio date someone who's like twenty nine. Like Right. Like, the bar um, is in hell. Like, I'm not gonna lie, the bar is in hell, but they're kinda right. At least they're all adults, especially with yeah. the concept that they have for that song, because it is a little bit it's it's not it's not sexual, it's very flirty. And there is a little move where they like do a little twerk and the, the, the shorts are very short is what I'll say, but they seem to be having fun. They don't seem uncomfortable. So whatever, if they like it, I, if, if they like it, I love, I love it. it. Yeah. If they like it, I love it. Um, I'm not really a big fan of the song just cause I, I haven't been able to listen through it once, like one full time because it just, it's very, I don't know how what to describe the it. Called? The production I'm about is to messy. Them. Kiss of life kiss of life the production is very messy but overall it's not a bad song it's just that i i haven't been able to get down with it really um the choreography is cute though the choreography is cute i keep looking at this picture of the mama moo <laughs> mama moo plus album and i'm like they really just are about to throw solar and moonbill to the wolves why this is upsetting. Why is the first thing I see Googling in the Kiss of Life is one of their members said the N-word? Oh, yeah. One of their members did say the N-word. I probably should have started with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? very funny. This is Why can't we the- have nothing? <laughs> they. This is probably going to be the last thing Um, because we were... Well, we're good on time, but it's probably going to be the last thing. Um, Something I think is very funny is that during, I think it was a KCON event, um, they allowed fans to say something, like, while the artist was performing, and one of the... <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, they didn't. They couldn't, I don't think that they could hear it. I'm pretty sure they couldn't hear it. I'm pretty sure it was, like, the people, on, only the people on the stream who could hear it. Oh, um, <laughs> but in, <laughs> that's a terrible idea. First of all, that's a terrible idea. It was a terrible idea because tell me why. Hold on, let me tell you what exactly will happen because I want to give you the, I want to give you the proper summary of this. And if I okay, so one of the girls, um, I think it was, I think it was, and you wanna know what's the worst part too? It's their leader that said it. Um, Stop. Bell. Bell was doing Eggyo. The camera was on Bell and she was doing her little Eggyo ending fairy and somebody turned on the mic. And <laughs> somebody turned on the mic and said, Julie, apologize for saying the N word. No! <laughs> Bruh. Bruh. And her name is Julie. Stop. It's always the one with the white American name. It's always that one. You know it's always that one. It's Why? always that one. Oh God! And it's always some like rich white girl name, Julie, Giselle. Like, come on, it's always that one. It's in the year of twenty twenty three. 
The thing that I don't understand about it is like you see other idols getting dragged to hell and back for saying that. Why would you? Why? She's from America. Oh, yeah. she knew what it meant. Yeah. She no, that's, that's knew why exactly people are angry. what it meant. That's Girl. why people are angry because she is from Hawaii. Girl. Girl. <laughs> Meaning that, meaning that, right, okay, I'm not saying that anybody who's not Hawaiian and lives there is, like, a terrible person, but what I am saying is that you, a Korean person, from that island that you should not be on in the first place because you are not a native to that island, um, come out here and you say that, um, knowing full well what it means. Right, and people, and like some people were like, well, she moved to South Korea when she was 13. I knew what the N word was before I turned 13, and it's not because I'm black, because up until that time, I had gone to mostly white schools. So, and my family is not American. So, there's no excuse for that. No, not at all. Not that I give much excuse to anyone in the industry because come on now. I think I think for native Korean people I think for native Korean people I am willing to give them a pass the first time simply because I know that their experience with black people is genuinely most of the time limited to popular media. And that's not something that's always discussed. So for them, I'm willing to give them a pass, but only the first time. If you do it more than once, or I catch you doing something insensitive a second time, it's hands in these streets. Like, have you not seen everyone else? Like, that's my thing. Can you not read the room? Have you not seen the way people have reacted before? It makes me wonder if cultural sensitivity is a part of their media training. 1000% not. I think that I think that members who are in groups that are I think that members who are in groups that have concepts that appeal to people of color I am being so careful when I word that please note that I am being so careful when I word that but if we're being realistic there are some there are some members of some groups i mean there are some groups in general that appeal specifically to black people xg and i think that (laughs) i think that if you were because like let's be real if a member of xg said the n-word nobody would be shocked but it would also be like very disappointed like we would not be shocked but we would be disappointed and i'm not saying that they would but what i'm saying is that if you are if you are in a group that appeals to if you are in a group that appeals to a certain demographic of people you should know about that demographic of people and that song that song it's not hip-hop but it clearly does have like a it does have a 2000s girl group vibe to it a 2000s american girl group vibe not a korean girl group vibe i need to be specific about that um so yeah there's not really an excuse plus she's from america so again there's not really an excuse and in the past in the past couple of years alone multiple idols have gotten dragged Dragged. to the limb back dragged by the scruff of their neck up and down the streets (laughs) literally that's the reason that giselle basically has no stands compared to the rest of of aespa and why she is least highlighted by sm is because 
basically because of the fact that she made a fool of herself more than once and people don't like her so if she's centered in something when Aespa does something it will get less attention because people don't like her because she did something offensive um and I don't know I just think that it's I think that it's weird to like I think it's weird when you have additional context because you were because you were born in America. I think that that yeah. makes it like the, like I can think of so many idols right now who if someone else in their group said the n-word, I would be willing to give them a pass cuz maybe they don't know, but if they said it, I would be like I cannot look at you the same and I genuinely will never be able to love you the same way again because I know that they know the context. I don't know that their group members know the context. It's also like one of those things where the more you hear about it the worse it gets because it's like oh yeah we finally got some adults and then you're like oh one of them says the n word and also she's their leader and also she's from America <laughs> oh yeah I really just hit you with the child slam literally literally like oh dang finish her like I was like oh okay that's <laughs> fine I had a great time for that five seconds that I knew that they were there. <laughs> she said the N-word. Uh, bombastic side-eye. Oh, and she's their leader. Criminal offensive, offensive side-eye. Side <laughs> I was like, wow. All right. So, I mean, unfortunate, yes. Um, I, I don't know, because they just debuted. Yes. And, like, I'm just they just debuted and it really sucks to debut with a scandal like that's possibly one of the worst things that could happen as an idol like that sucks so bad and it really feels bad because it's their leader but it also kind of reminds me of when (laughs) it also kind of reminds me of when bts debuted and everyone was like talking about namjoon's hair and like oh god What I want to say about that is that I feel it if we allow. Yeah, but the thing about it is like Namjoon's Korean. She's from America. Okay. I know. I was trying to give give her the benefit of the doubt and be like, well, if we allow people to grow and change, they can be better people because look at the person. Look at the man Namjoon is today. Hello. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's really not. Like, girl. Girly pop! What's going on? You know Why do you feeling? feel comfortable saying you know that sort I'm of feeling? thing? You know what I'm feeling? <clears throat> Hold on. I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta take a sip of water before I do this. Oh lord. And I hate referencing this scene because um, cause the girl who she was yelling at actually didn't do anything wrong. Um... She just felt like she was being unfairly targeted because she's dark skin, and that I mean it's true. Um, <clears throat> we were all rooting for you, Tiffany. Yes. Never in yes. my life have I yelled at a girl like this. That is the energy. <laughs> yes. 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 You know I'm anti anti all that bullying that Tyra was doing, but I support that in this use of that context of that meme. One thousand percent. We're all rooting for you. Never oh, in my life have I yelled at a girl like this. I can't believe you're making me like girl. Nobody made girl. You she her. didn't make you do that. She did nobody not make you do that. <laughs> anyway, no. But that's how I feel about it. Like. 
I was rooting for them and then that happened and now I'm yeah. like I want to believe that she could I want to believe that someone could easily explain to her why that's not okay and she would understand it because she has even more additional context because she's from the US but I also mm-hmm. want to but I also want to name that and this is something that like we I constantly struggle with at work in particular because my supervisor um my supervisor is South Asian she's Indian and um as a person of mixed race like this is something that I struggle with heavily is that the Asian community is very anti-black incredibly I I think that maybe editors note I realize that I kind of made it sound like my supervisor is anti-black that's not true at my job we have a lot of conversations about race and uh how our race affects us in our daily lives and also just like what it means to be a person of color in the workplace so what I meant by I struggle with it with my supervisor is that I've had a lot of talks with my supervisor um and one-on-ones about my personal experience um as a person of mixed race and how there is an internal conflict a lot of the time um, with the way that these identities that I feel I am a part of kind of conflict with each other. I just want to make that very clear because I absolutely adore my supervisor and I would never like, I would never feel like, well, I know that they would never say something with the intention of causing harm. Um, And I I just want to make that very, very, very clear. Maybe to her, like, there's a possibility that she just didn't see anything wrong with it because she just, because it's just never been presented to her in that way. I also know that there aren't a ton of black people in Hawaii, as far as I'm aware. So she genuinely, it may be like a 626 California Asian girl thing where like they think it's all okay to say the N word because they don't have many black friends to tell them it's not. Um, type of situation and I'm hoping yeah. that's what it is and someone can sit her down and be like bestie listen put her in a room with a two put her in a room with a two for two seconds <laughs> no because no, it's gonna make her cry and then she's gonna be the bad guy again <laughs> I promise she'll never say it again I promise she'll never say it again I promise she'll never say it again Stop. Uh, speaking of my girl I just want to say that seeing the clips of her talking about how hard it was I was almost in tears. Same. I really was. Like I was sniffling. There was a little a little snot. I was like, I'm really it just makes me feel because it's like I can't imagine being in her position. I can't. I cannot. Trying so hard and everyone's discounting you from the beginning. I yeah. just I want my girl to do nothing but succeed. So that I'm rooting for them so hard. That was just a, a not important segue. Just, just. It's no. also really. It's. I'm a looping up for life. <laughs> it's funny to me that people doubted her and like her ability to learn Korean and all that too because. Wow. Because she like do people even realize that like, um, African languages are some of the most different difficult languages to learn. Like, Bestie, and I know that you should reiterate even, what like, you just said. I just like want people to understand that a lot of languages that are spoken in African countries so like and I don't just mean South Africa or like I don't just mean South Africa I mean like even going as far as like Arabic they're difficult Mm -hmm. to learn Mm -hmm. so like 
when people have doubt in those people to learn other languages i'm like i bet you could not go and spend a day in like nigeria or a day in zimbabwe and learn any language that is spoken in that country even a little bit because a lot of it is contextual a lot of it has to do like it is steeped deeply in their culture so you will not understand things even if you learn the word because you just will not completely understand it it's like trying to explain to people what words mean in patois and i'm like you're not jamaican so like i can't even if i give you context you're not gonna get it completely because you're just not there and like i mean it's the same thing with aave people think it's just oh cute little buzzwords but there's context there's grammar rules there's a lot of things that people don't understand that go into it and you don't understand it if you don't grow up in it if you're not surrounded by it like at least once a week somebody will hop on the tl and be like riz is short for charisma and I'm like, y'all, please stop stealing black people words because y'all clearly don't get it. You just don't understand. Because yes, it is, but also no, it's not. Yeah. Like, they don't get it. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I, I didn't understand why people were doubting her. And then I realized, like, it's just because they default yeah i don't think that people understand that like it it's a lot easier to come from pretty much any other language and go to korean because korean has simple rules that are almost never have exceptions whereas in most other languages they are very contextual and very culturally uh bound and it's like a lot more difficult to switch and I th- it could be an elitist thing where they just assume that people who speak other languages aren't as good, just like English speakers do. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it, it's just very interesting to me that they doubted her. Yeah. I, I'm just glad my girlies, she's on the up and up. Me too. They better never change this lineup. They better Hello? not change. Like, I will riot, okay? I'm not playing with I them. will literally riot. Like, they don't want to see me, and I don't want to see them. So I'm going to need them to chill, okay? If you're listening in right now, hello. Do not change this lineup, okay? Don't do it. Don't even think about it. <laughs> don't. No. Just no. Just no. This is not. This one is for us. So let's leave it at that. So, I don't have a Korean word of the day, um, but do you have a ponderance that you want to share? Let's see. Let me try to think of uh, something that's on feet for all these things. I can go first if you want me to. Please do, because I'm struggling to put together my brain cells. Um... So my ponderance, it's a little bit depressing this time. I know that I genuinely try to make it not depressing, but this time it's going to be, uh, well, it could be depressing. It could be, it could be encouraging. I don't know. Um, But my ponderance is wherever you go, there you are. And what I mean about that is that if you are a person like Doja Cat seems to be, if you are a person like Min Hee Jin seems to be, and you do not like yourself, Listen very carefully. You're fucked. Like, I'm so sorry to tell you this, but until you learn to like yourself, you're screwed. Because wherever you go, there you are. Meaning that you can't get away from yourself. 
you that's you you're stuck there and like that may seem very scary again if you don't like yourself but if you don't like yourself it has to be for it has to be for some reason you either think you're a bad person or other people have made you think you're a bad person I don't know what it is but you gotta find a way to like yourself if you gotta go to therapy if you gotta do some self-care if you gotta do some self-reflection maybe you should do a self-love journal I don't know but definitely work on that because wherever you go there you are and in addition to that point for people who think that it's okay to disrespect other people's bodily autonomy to disrespect other people's wishes to to breach other people's boundaries please know that you are the scum of the earth you are the absolute worst person and the reason why is because again wherever you go there you are so if somebody makes you feel like you have no control over yourself or if somebody makes you feel like you are crazy or if somebody makes you feel like there's something wrong with you that in my opinion is one of the worst things that you could do to another human being because they have to live with that that is something that they have to think about and you can say things and do things to other people and brush that guilt off and pretend that you are a fine person but that person has to live with that and that's not fair for you to be a shitty person and put the responsibility of dealing with the consequences of your direct actions on someone else's a fucked up thing to do so we should all learn to love ourselves but we should all also learn to get out of environments that make us feel bad about ourselves and in addition to getting out of environments that make us feel bad about ourselves don't be afraid to call out the people who do not respect others don't be afraid to call out the people who make other people feel bad about themselves don't be afraid to call out the people who feel like their negativity gets to have an effect on someone else's human experience because that's not fair if you're having a bad day like I can't remember her name right now but um like the Instagram auntie says have a good day and if you can't don't go messing up anybody else's all right that's it I'm done you know what I'm gonna bounce off of that I'm gonna piggyback off of that is that what they say in your little like meetings I'm gonna piggyback off of that thought uh, no, we don't say that. <laughs> I'm trying. Um, I really, truly think that there's no time like the present for making an active change. If you feel like you're somewhere in your life where you don't want to be, if you feel like you've become someone who you either don't like or you don't know or don't understand, do one thing today to change that. Like now, there's no time like the present. And if you make a small step now or make a small change now or even identify something today that you want to be different tomorrow that's already better than where you were yesterday so true so true as a matter of fact i i um saw this tweet this morning from someone who was like i want to be addicted to going to the gym like y'all are how do y'all do that and a bunch of the comments were like um you just have to make it you just have to keep doing it until it feels strange not to go once it's a part of your routine you won't want to take it out just because it just feels weird um and then some of the comments were like it's not an addiction to going to the gym it's an addiction to being better than other people around you um and another one of the comments was like it's not an addiction to going to the gym it's an addiction to bettering yourself and 
I would like to say that it was none of the three for me. None of that shit worked. What worked was that I got so fucking depressed and I could not get on meds because I did not have the money. And the only way for me to feel better was to go to the gym or like take a walk because it was the only way for me to relieve the amount of tension that I had from the anger in my body, which literally started to become unhealthy. Or for me to get just a crumble of serotonin a smidgen of serotonin because I felt like I was legit gonna die (laughs) like I was like Mm -hmm. I feel so bad and at some point um it did become about being addicted to bettering myself because now it like my workout pattern is solely influenced by this little tracker I have that tells me when it's a good time to work out because it would increase my stamina if I pushed myself to the limit on one day and like rested the next day or whatever. So now it's about bettering myself. But even if you don't have the motivation to do something because you want to be better or because you want to make a change or you see a change in yourself and it's not that you're not motivated because it's not that you don't want to do it. It's just that you just fucking can't. Even if that's the case, Find something that forces you to. For example, I live in an environment that pisses me off every single day. I am desperately trying to get out of it every single day. And the only way for me to relax myself sometimes is to just go on a walk. Because I'm walking. No one's going to bother me. I'm walking. I'm Mm -hmm. walking by myself. I'm singing. I'm dancing. I'm enjoying myself. Who's going to bother me? No one. Because I'm by myself. And if Mm -hmm. you need to make a change in your life and the only way to make that change is to use something negative that you don't like about yourself or something you don't like about your environment to trigger yourself to make that change, then do that. Use, as cliche as it sounds, use your lemons and make lemonade. Do your best, Beyonce. I think that's so true. I think that's so true. Like sometimes wanting to change for yourself just isn't enough. And Mm -hmm. it sucks. And it really would be great if that was enough all of the time. But unfortunately, it's not. Because sometimes your brain chemicals just don't work. Sometimes they're a little funky. And that's okay. And if it's not for yourself, find out what actually motivates you. Is it a loved one? Is it a friend? Is it, you know, I will say, I will say this. The positive use of a parasocial (laughs) relationship. Because... Because look at me in my eye and tell me that Nam June would be okay with you sitting here and crying at the desk. You know what he said? Yeah, take five minutes, but then go outside. Look at the sky. Look at the this grass. Is, this is exactly, fun fact, this is exactly why I started working out just to relieve mm-hmm. myself from being angry and being sad all the time. Because when I went to see mm-hmm. ATs in November, after that, y'all, I swear I had the will to live for the first time in years. <laughs> and I remember, I remember something happened when I got back that really, really pissed me off. And I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't think that Sunghua would be very appreciative of this attitude. I think he would understand mm-hmm. why I'm upset, but I don't mm-hmm. think that he would want me to feel like this. And then after a while, it was like, oh, I should get up and go exercise. Not because Sunghua wouldn't want me to be fat, because I don't think he would care. Him and San seem to really love, like, squishy people, so I don't think they would care. But I think my motivation at that time was walking is good for me, and it makes me feel good, and it relieves my stress, and I think that that would be something that that you know they would care about and I think that like in some cases if it is your parasocial relationship 
do that. And but here's my thing. Here's my thing about that though. If you're gonna use, use the delusions for good, not for <laughs> evil. Social relationship to motivate yourself. Never let it be to change something that you think that your idol would hate about yourself. Just make make sure that that's important. Like for yes. example, like I said, I did. I wasn't walk, working out to make myself lose weight because I didn't think that they would like chubby girls. I was working out to make myself lose weight because I wanted to feel better and also because I knew that working out would make me feel better emotionally so just make sure that that's a little tidbit like always remember that is that um the way you look doesn't matter what matters is how you feel and that like that's not just in the case of the parasocial relationship that's the case of losing weight in general because there are skinny people that feel like shit about themselves there are skinny Mm -hmm. people that are in much worse health than fat people so always Mm -hmm. remember that it is about how you feel and not about how you look And no, out here, if there's not someone in your life that's motivating you, that's on your side, that's cheering for you, I am. I'll be your friend. I'll be your mother. I'll be, you know, that little cheerleader on your shoulder telling you you did a good job today. Bitch, you're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. Bitch, you're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. Hey. Hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> same here i also i also uh, if you if you need to feel motivated please remember that like we we also um have your back in this and not just do we have your back but we are also struggling as well we're also on our own journeys and like one of the best parts about I can't believe I'm about to say this but one of the best parts about being alive is that you get to share that journey with other people you don't have to do it by yourself I know it probably seems like you do but you definitely don't it can be really hard because it feels like you do all of the time but I promise that that is 100% not the case and even if you feel alone I bet you can find someone out there who feels either the same as you or similar to you and it may come from the most surprising you know place that you you didn't know it could come from but it's there and that that's what matters is that you're not by yourself Anything anything else you want to add, Bestie? No. I think stay hydrated, stay safe, stay cool, or warm if you're in an area where it is freezing this time of year. And take care of yourself. Yeah. Have a, have a good week, guys. Always remember to take care of yourself. And as Choison would say... Uh, I'm gonna generalize I won't say ATs I'll say all idols but um, your idols will always be there it's important to take care of yourself first because you matter most bye bye, bye.